Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. partners it's time for the rootinest tootinest <laughs> podcast about nintendo you've ever seen yeehaw it's nvc episode 673 red dead comes to switch also there's some pokemon news i am your rootinest and or tootinest host seth g macy and i'm joined direct from tokyo well just got back from tokyo per schneider i was not expecting yosemite sam hosting this episode today welcome you never know what's gonna happen when <laughs> The sick gun starts spinning. Yeehaw! And from Kansas City, King uh, uh, Barbecue, uh, whatever. There's Western stuff out in Kansas City. It's Rip Valentine. What do you know about Kansas City? <laughs> it's on the frontier and y'all got cows. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Yeehaw! Isn't that where the OK Corral is? Isn't that in Kansas City? OK is what Oklahoma. Think, right. No, that's in South Dakota, isn't it? <laughs> Well, All I know is there was a things. showdown there. The likes of which we haven't seen since industry legend Cat Bailey joined us from New York City. New York City. Whoa. New York City. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously, <laughs> the big topic. Thank you for here. referencing oh. a barbecue commercial, barbecue sauce commercial from like the 1990s. <laughs> I, I was thinking that exact same thing. I just want to say. Wow. I don't Pear, know what you guys are uh, talking about. Pear, how does it feel to know that you pay Seth to do this? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, I. But maybe we'll learn something today about like you guys use weird mops for your barbecue and stuff like that. What is this? Right? You guys? Are you talking about Kansas the City you, again? You Kansasians. What? You you Kansa Kansasians. <laughs> no. I didn't. This was not on the sheet. Okay, I did not all right. research. Well, I'm, I'm sorry you like, didn't read up on Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, we're not going to talk about barbecue right now because we, everybody knows that Kansas City barbecue is uh, the best barbecue. It is. That's true. Gonna, yeah. Mm -hmm. We are going to talk about Red Dead Redemption is coming to Nintendo Switch. It includes Undead Nightmare, which mm -hmm. is a game that we scored a 10 because I have it. Uh, oh, I, I was going to have it ready to show. Um, it's on. It's a box quote. Um, Ooh. $50. It's also coming to PlayStation 4. Uh, it's on Game Pass if you have Xbox right now. It's actually in 4K. It's probably the best way to play Red <laughs> Dead, except for you can't play it on the go. Also, since it's not coming to PC, sorry, Steam Deck owners. The only way you're going to be able to play this portable game is if you buy it on Nintendo Switch. 
Now, Reb, uh, you talked to uh, Strauss Zelnick, is that correct? I did talk to Strauss Zelnick. Uh, I have and the, you brought yeah. up the price, is that also correct? That is correct, I did, because uh, a lot of a lot of the community was bringing up the price. Uh, the game, mm-hmm. I, I believe, is uh, going to be $50 on Switch and PS4, and yep. it is currently... $30, I think is correct, uh, if you're getting it on Xbox because you're buying it through backwards compatibility. Right. Uh, so, and, and arguably, as you mentioned, the Xbox version is to some perhaps the best version uh, because yeah, you, can, you can play it in 4K on the Xbox Series X. Uh, and so, yeah, there is some people were like, hey, uh, what gives? And I believe, uh, I think, it, I don't have a computer in front of me. I think you have the exact quote in, fr- in front of you, maybe, Seth. But I believe uh, my, my recollection is that Zelnick told me that uh, he felt this pricing was competitive for what yes. you get uh, out of the game. So, <laughs> yep. I mean, you might feel certain ways about that, but that's what he said. Value is always in the eye of the beholder, right? And that's like, to to wow, say that. Where I was going. If somebody made Red Dead Redemption fresh, like this was a new Switch game that had never been released, yeah, of course sure, it's yeah. worth that. It's yeah. it's a fantastic game. I love Red Dead Redemption 1, and it is, what is it, like 13 years old now? Yeah. Um, Nintendo sometimes releases older games from the GameCube or Wii U or Wii era and charges a pretty penny for them too. So I, I, you know, like. But it's that much on PS4 as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's Who's true. Buying it on PS4. Yeah. I understand why people are upset that they're being charged a premium price for a frankly very old video game yep. that doesn't have any additional uh, content or material upgrades to it. Uh, frankly, we'll be lucky if we get a good Switch port out of it, given Rockstar's track record. We saw what happened Ooh, yeah. with the GTA collection uh, a few years ago. Of PS2 but... games. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Look, I, I want to point out that the Xbox version of this was not remastered by X- by Rockstar itself. It was remastered using Xbox's backwards mm. compatibility method. I Forgive me, I don't remember the exact term, but it's... Blast based processing. on a software engineer from within Xbox. It's pretty cool the way that they treated those Xbox, uh, those backward compatible ga- games. One of the things, one of the areas in which I'll tip my hat, yeehaw, yeehaw. To, uh, <laughs> to, uh, to Xbox. Uh, but in, in, in this case, I, I totally understand why people are like, oh, are you kidding me? Totally. On the flip side, totally get it. The Dead Redemption. There's been a sequel since then, right? Yeah. So it's like, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. But Red Dead, Red, you could argue that the original Red Dead Redemption is as good as, or even in some ways, superior to its sequel. Whoa. It does You'll have, to have a great story, great world, mm. lots to do. Uh, one of the best endings in uh, gaming history. Incredible, Loved it yeah. back in the day. I would love to revisit it, and I love having it on Switch. Cat bringing the cat takes. Yep. You, you'll have to yeah. forgive me for not being like fully educated on this. I'm not a Red Dead Redemption person. Uh, <gasps> Tahiti. Is, is Undead Nightmare part yes. of Red Dead yes. Redemption on Xbox? Oh. It was originally released as DLC long, yes. long ago. So, so if you if you're playing if you're playing it backwards compatible for thirty dollars on Xbox or via Game Pass, do you also have access to Undead Nightmare? Because I think no. that kind of makes the di- okay. Or I, that's a separate thing because like I have the standalone I release see. for PlayStation mm-hmm. Three. Like you don't actually need the base game to play it. So, so it's kind of just a second second game. They're kind of effectively making the argument that Un- Undead Nightmare is twenty dollars. 
I don't think that they're making any argument <laughs> yeah. other than, hey, you can get it on your platform now. Look at the price. It's 10 out of 10. Yeah, so maybe it's, I don't, I don't know. I, I was not Red Dead Redemption yeah, at yeah. the time. I, I have no idea how much any of that has ever cost. Uh, but you weren't but... Red Dead Redemption? Red Dead Redemption. Oh, Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> It is. It's really good. I, it's just like there. There are few games that are so tightly written from beginning to end. They're saying that there's a. It kind of sags in the middle. There's this whole like going to Mexico portion that really drags with the story, and then it picks yeah. up. And then it wraps up so fantastically that you forget about all of that. Um, amazing ending and kind of post credits content and and just a lovely game it's it kind of predates the open world setup of a lot of modern games like tears of the kingdom and uh, red dead redemption uh, 2 in that it's segmented it has open world maps but they're more the areas you travel in between um but man what a great game and super awesome characters and performances and it's it's definitely worth playing if you've never played it before. It's wild yeah. that it's never made it to PC because yeah. I think it's, yes. it's probably one of the very few AAA or like mo more modern AAA games that's made by a third party publisher. So mm -hmm. it's not on multiple consoles. Like obviously there's like you know PlayStation exclusives that have not made it to PC yet, but it's very weird that it's like a third party publisher major AAA game that is still not going to PC. Very. Like, what do we think is up with that? Well, two reasons. For, I mean, look, Rockstar has a spotty track record with PC conversions mm. and, like, you know, the memories yeah, of true. the GTA collection are still yeah. fresh, too. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's tough to know. I mean, maybe there is a complete remake around the corner where they bring this game up to modern console standards and, mm. you know, and arguably the choice of Switch and PS4 then makes a lot of sense because true. these are machines that wouldn't be able to run that, right? True. So we'll see. And, and Xbox is kind of like this tiered platform where... Yeah. Um, you know, it can run old games and new games. Uh, it, it, it is weird. And that's why so many PC fans are mad, right? Yeah. There's this announcement. Lots of people were expecting something Red Dead Redemption mm -hmm. for PC. And then it's a Switch and a PS4 version. And then insult to injury. It's like, it's very much the same thing. For 50 bucks. Yeah. Fascinating how mad people get at the lack of a uh, PC release these days. I was just reflecting. Yeah. I'm playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3. Tell I was me. just thinking about how much the discourse around PC has changed even within the past five years, mm -hmm. I want to say. Uh, PC releases are big business uh, because they're so flexible, they're so moddable, people can do so much with them. And then of course they tend to be at the top tier of, uh, of graphical performance. I know I'm not saying anything particularly revolutionary here, but uh, the, the premium end of gaming has grown a lot in just the past uh, few years or become more accessible maybe. Uh, but I have to say that depending on how good the actual port is, I ideally they'd be able to easily port a Xbox 360 game <laughs> to the Nintendo Switch, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. But I, I think that it could be a, a, a marvelous game yeah. on the yeah. Nintendo Switch. My question maybe is, a must -own. for the panel, who's getting it? Kat, will you be picking this one up? No, I already played it long ago. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I, I'm busy. Played. I have new games to play. Okay, all right. S same. It's a it's a time concern for me. You know, it's yeah. it's. Uh, I, I do think the game's value is there if you've never played it. To me, I already own it. I have Game Pass too, so I have access to it. Mm. And so the portable factor really isn't enough for me to want to 
want to play it again on switch and it is a game that i think lives by its story and so you kind of kind of when you know what happens oh sure um a little bit of the air comes out of it um but uh, uh sorry if that's a germanism that doesn't make sense in that English. makes sense okay good um Fantastic. but the game does have a it has a completion tracker it has a hundred percent completion tracker status where in the game you can check how much you've done it doesn't mean doing everything it has like certain things you have to do like do 20 bounties win in each one of the mini games like this sort of meta system that sits aside to the side of achievements and trophies and that might be really nice for switch owners but we don't have an achievement system like that so there's this sort of meta game of wanting to do everything and getting this 100 percent uh stamp of approval okay yeah reb will you be picking it up no i'm busy <laughs> okay right. well uh red you may have heard of all these games that are coming out like now i, I gotta play super mario brothers wonder here yeah in a few in a couple months I know, that's really exciting. I'm but, getting yeah, married I, in a week and a half. I don't have time to be a cowboy. <laughs> no nice. time to play video games. Who, has, who on this panel has time for video no. games? What can I, I don't, say? don't have time for that sort of stuff. I have time for collecting Windows 98 uh, PCs I, from Craigslist ads. But no, I, I think <laughs> I'm... I have this game, I think, on Xbox. I'm not entirely sure. I know I have it. I know I've played it. And I'm probably going to buy the physical release in October and never open it. Wow. Put it in the drawer with all the games uh, where I'm like, oh man, I'm so stoked to buy this game and have it on a cart. And then I don't ever play them because I have sickness. Well, that's, so, that's honestly it though, Seth, because like, I'm not, I'm not going to play it. I'm too busy. But if I did want to, I have Game Pass. I already have it on Game Pass. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I don't need to spend 50 bucks on this. <laughs> this is Nintendo voice chat, yeah, not right. Xbox Game Pass voice chat. Right. And Nintendo so Switch owners are like, subscription service. <laughs> maybe Ooh. I don't have an Xbox Game Pass. Having said that, uh, two things. One, Undead Nightmare is actually really good, and it was a huge bummer that it never came out on uh, a version of it never came out for Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm -hmm. So, a great, great excuse to enjoy this wonderful horror theme version of Red Dead Redemption. The other thing is, RDR Two is actually a spectacular game. I didn't mean it's, to knock yeah. it down, and a as a duology of games going from rdr2 to rdr1 great story one of the mm. best that rockstar has ever told and if you haven't experienced it absolutely worth it yeah okay also heading off the commenters what? uh i was being glib i do like nintendo switch online please leave me alone <laughs> so many Can't believe she's on today. nintendo just... podcast she doesn't like everything nintendo every does 100 percent <laughs> oh what she's talking about her partner again oh, oh my gosh. gosh oh no my I'm partner sorry. who I'm, I'm marrying is that a thing yeah oh yeah someone got mad it's like a a, like a week or two ago Every or something week. because apparently i mentioned my partner too much oh yeah yeah and uses the phrase partner specifically yes oh yes. i see okay That's yes wait until they learn that <laughs> oh wait till they learn until they learn that i'm gay <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> the end of NVC is here. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. We have there's a Pokemon. There was a Pokemon presents, Pokemon. and I feel extremely unqualified to talk about the Pokemon presents, which is why uh, we have Cat, which is why we have Reb, and you know to a certain extent Pear, because he was in Japan, and that's where Pokemon are native too. They're all over the place there. But I do want to before we get into the talk of the Pokemon presents, I want to talk about. Um, the Pokemon company released a, a plush 
Uh, oh god an official plush yeah uh that uh you should probably go check out on the site oh, logan yeah. wrote an article up about it mm-hmm. um i think we have a graphic for it red i yeah who's that pokemon let's play this game any mm. guesses um i know i know jigglypuff seen from above <laughs> <laughs> so to True story, uh, we, we put this up on our Snapchat channel and Snapchat sent us a takedown notice saying this is against For this graphic? The, yeah, any of the photos of the plush too. They sent us a, uh, a note saying that that is not um, no up way. to uh, uh, c- c- standards on Snapchat. Well, why is that pair? What's wrong with it? I don't know. It's, what it's, is it? it's obviously <laughs> Red, a which, space shuttle. Could you reveal the Pokemon, please? Yeah, which one is it? Which one is it? Oh it's my god. Oh, it's There's Hooray. nothing wrong with that at all. I want to say uh I didn't know about that Snapchat <laughs> thing and I made this graphic and now I feel like so powerful. Oh no, it's a, it's hilarious. Um, you know. <laughs> Snapchat, if you're watching this, shield your eyes. No, you might see a uh, yes, Pokémon. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you're running Snapchat, you've seen far worse than that person. Um Oh my god. Yeah, but only once. Yes. I, I was at the Pokemon uh, store in Tokyo. I went to the Nintendo store, the, you know, uh, the, the all in Shibuya, there's this like super nerd heaven corner mm-hmm. in Parco in this department store. That's all the nerd stores next to each other. So Pokemon store, Nintendo store, yeah. uh, One Piece store, I would like to Capcom store, they're all in the same area. And I actually walked into the Pokemon store and I saw that plushie and there were lots of people in that area around the plushies and i'm like they can't be serious no <laughs> no Dis- oh full disclosure people will not- buy stuff for a meme yeah I'm, they'll uh-huh. buy stuff for memes i yeah. mean casey did oh my yes God. <laughs> casey defridas did and, and there's always this like moment where i go like do they know like is there like a team at nintendo that's like super innocent and they like somebody's working on this thing and goes look what we made and they're all like <laughs> or is there somebody that goes that looks like a wing i fully believe there's like people in the rooms who are the second do you think one of those laugh? who don't say anything because they think it's funny or like, they look don't at the photos or... and look at pokemoncenter.com and look at the photos of that wiglet plush do not tell me that whoever took those photos and posted them didn't know exactly what they were doing maybe they're all worried though in the room that somebody goes like you what are you seeing there's something wrong oh, with yeah. you you know it's like you don't want to be that person I just oh. realized this conversation is like completely incomprehensible to anyone who is doing an audio-only listen oh, and see. is not familiar with Pokemon. Oh, sure. Uh, it's yes. a Wiglet that looks very inappropriate. Yeah. I mean, Wiglet already doesn't look. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can, uh, I think Casey has it on her Instagram. There it is. Um, we have it on the site, like pictures of it. And it just looks, it looks um, uh, silly. It looks like look something at, you'd buy in, uh, as like a souvenir in, in the Amsterdam. Look at that big red nose. Look at that. So big. cute. It's very cute. It, it's very cute. I'm curious. I, 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 I'm curious. If, I don't know what you're seeing, Reb. Um, I, I, <laughs> oh, these are actually... Stop, stop <laughs> it, Reb. Stop manipulating it. We're going to get taken down from uh, YouTube. This is yeah. a, clip this out for social and we'll see how long it stays up. Uh, oh, no. Stop, stop it. I almost it. said how long it stays up. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the Pokemon Presents. <laughs> I just got uh, that. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean for that to happen, but then I had to, I had to go with it. But uh, okay, so there is a new animated series based on the card game. Cat, you play the card game. You're actually quite uh, skilled at the card game, if I'm not mistaken. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm no. 
Okay. I am I'm anti card games. Sorry. That, Sorry, everybody. Josh is oh, really good. Yeah. I think you're you're a competitive Pokemon like the game player. Yeah. Okay. The real game. The, yeah. Yeah. Joshua <laughs> is a uh, our competitive Pokemon. Did we just come? Did you just come? Is this Josh do? Wait, no, Joshua Yale. Oh, Joshua Yale. it's Joshua oh. Yale. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's really he's good. Like, yeah, he's like competitive, mm. like really, really high level. That rules. So, well, Joshua's probably really excited about the animated <laughs> series based on the card game. Cat <laughs> thinks it's for babies and would never play a game like that. But actually, uh, hmm? I, I, it's like, it's awesome that it's coming out on it. Wasn't it? Isn't this the Game Boy Color version that's coming out? We're uh, all, oh yeah, that's all over the place today. That's also yeah, that's the Pokemon Stadium Two and the GBC trading card game. Yes, uh, already out on Nintendo Online. Yeah, it's, yes. as soon as the direct, excuse the direct, the presents finished, they're like, oh by the way, go download these two Pokemon yep. games that are on your uh, NSO subscription if you are a uh, premium member. What's yeah. the next tier called? Whatever the, it is, a good one expansion yeah. pack. Yeah, the expansion pack that has all the the good stuff on it. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. fun. The and TCG exciting, game but... is good. Like that's a really good, yeah yeah. The TCG yeah. games are all very good. I never played any of those because I thought it was dumb to put a card game on a Nintendo hmm. uh, like on a on a no. It's game. actually like, genius. Silly. It's a really great way to play. To, like if you if you enjoy playing the card game, just like the feeling of playing the card game, uh, mm-hmm. but don't want to spend money buying a bunch of real cards and and that uh, yeah like it's just a great way to play it um if i you want the hologram charizard for real this is your game yeah uh, well um, mm-hmm. it's also and by the way comment by the way commenters i have no beef with the pokemon trading card game. it's just, <laughs> just very worried today i just already, never really played it commented yeah. It's too late, baby. It's too late. No, it's great too because like the Pokemon TCG has changed so I mean I'm not like an expert on it or anything, but I, I've dabbled in and out over the years. And like the TCG has changed so, so much over the years. And so this yeah. this is like very much a retro throwback to to some would argue maybe the good old days when things were a lot less complicated and no Pokemon had more than 120 HP. By the way, random were the good old ra- random trivia. Pokemon Stadium Two is actually the third Pokemon Stadium. Yes, that's right. I Why do remember yeah. this. this is Why would they call it that? Because they released Pokemon Stadium in Japan and then didn't bring it over, and then they brought Pokemon Stadium Two over instead, and then they make Pokemon Stadium Gold and Silver, and then oh, you know it's the same so story. It's like with Final like, Fantasy. It's like Final Fantasy where they confused yeah. us for many many years. Or Animal Crossing and all these things uh-huh. where we didn't get that first game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was uh, I rebelled for a long time against calling it Final Fantasy VI. I was like, it's Final Fantasy III. That's what it was for me, and that's what it should be for everybody because I'm the protagonist of reality. Boo. But, uh, cool. I did not know that. I've actually never played Pokemon Stadium. I spent two. so Pokemon many Stadium two as a child rules. playing Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon <laughs> Stadium 2 and eating frozen blueberry waffles. Oh, my gosh, this takes me back. Well, my kid's orthodontist's office has the Nintendo kiosks, the Nintendo 54 kiosks Ooh. still with Pokemon Stadium, the original one in it. So That's whatever amazing. my oldest would go yeah. in there to get his, you know, teeth tightened up, they would play Pokemon Stadium on N64 because kids today have a real appreciation for classic gaming and I... I think that's awesome. Is that true? We're in good hands with the next generation. Um, I just want to say that it remains tragic that we still haven't gotten the Game Boy games on Nintendo Switch Online. No compatibility with Pokemon Stadium. Yeah. So you gotta yeah, you're reduced garbage. to using the rental te- teams like a peasant. Yeah. Uh, 
Good luck beating the gym towers with those. I'm, I'm sure maybe it could be done. I don't know. But. I, yeah, I, I didn't want to complain, obviously, but but the very purpose for the existence of Stadium was to create a moment for handheld gamers with with the, mm -hmm. with the console, right? And so removing the very reason for it existing is kind of weird like you bought mm -hmm. the transfer pack right if you didn't own an n64 it was it went into the uh memory card slash rumble pack slot and you could plug your game boy cartridge into it and import your pokemon and so the entire purpose was do battle with great visuals against your friend's pokemon on your n64 yeah. and so yeah that all of that is missing there's got to be a way to be able to do that in some fashion you know to yeah. create the hooks if the data is stored on the same switch. Hey, uh, Pokemon company. Uh, so here's my pitch. Uh, please make a modern Pokemon Stadium game. You can call it like po Pokemon Stadium Ultra or whatever you want to call it. Something, mm -hmm. something ridiculous. Ultimate Nintendo, Pokemon. Ultimate Pokemon Stadium. Yeah. Uh, make it compatible with every like modern Pokemon game or Pokemon Home or Pokemon Bank. I don't remember which one's which anymore. Wherever we're storing our Pokemon nowadays. So you can transfer all your Pokemon to it. Uh, make it a free game that you charge. Well, free. Free to download that you charge a small subscription fee for like five bucks, whatever. Uh, and then make that the home of all like official competitive battles. Uh, so that everybody can have like like really interesting like competitive tournaments and stuff have like a wild league and then like have specific leagues like you know no legendaries or only pokemon that are found in these two games or whatever mm. and do like online Ooh. tournaments and all sorts of fun stuff and just like trick that thing out with like a gajillion battle features and that way everybody who's mad about dexit will calm down maybe like two degrees nope yeah. No. I, uh, so that they can, you know, go rep. go keep their Pokemon and fight their Pokemon and then keep keep the adventures to like, okay, these three hundred Pokemon are in this game, but then when you're done with the game, you could transfer them and have all kinds of battles with them. There you go. That's rep. that's my pitch. I would literally cry if they actually made that. <laughs> tears of joy. You can get money from I, it. Tears of the I mean, it is just Pokemon Showdown, but an official support, and then they would probably kill Pokemon Showdown. Pokemon Showdown, if you're not familiar with it, is basically this, but it's a free browser version yeah. of it that's been around for quite a long time. has all of the options that you can possibly want. Surprisingly good animated visuals, music, that kind of thing. I was playing Pokemon Gen 3 Smogon rules just recently. That's on really it. cool. I don't know what that um, means. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a nerd. But no. I, uh, yes, I would love an official thing like this because the official support for battling online has always been kind of woeful. Mm -hmm. And it would be, I mean, you could really supercharge the, the actual tournaments with that if the if this app had great visuals set. Yeah. You know, so spectating would be a little bit more fun. And yeah, I think I think it's smart. I think it would also help too, because like, there's many reasons why people are upset about the Pokedex situation. And I think people have cooled off on it more recently, but I do think like some people are upset because they have like a Pokemon that's very dear to them that they caught like three games ago and they love bringing their teams forward. But like this Pokemon is not compatible with whatever the most recent game is. It's they can't bring that Pokemon forward and it's just sitting useless in a box somewhere. This gives everybody something to do with all their Pokemon that they really want to use. And everybody's happy. I done. I love this. I love the idea that there's like, like a, the, the president of the Pokemon company is like sitting at his desk and there's just like bills stacked up everywhere and he's rubbing his temples. He's like, oh no, we're running out of money. We're going to have to, we're going to have to close down the Pokemon company. And then this like young guy from the mailroom runs in with his iPhone. Yeah. And he's like, sir, you've got to watch this YouTube clip from the Nintendo podcast. This woman has, has saved us. Yeah. This will make up for us getting banned on Snapchat. 
Yes, we did it. Oh, oh, that is that is such an awesome idea. So, but there's still more to talk about about Pokemon. What? Yeah, there's a new Detective Pikachu Returns trailer, and mm. there's not going to be a Danny DeVito. That ship has, has sailed. Has so anyone checked just... on Miranda Sanchez? No, Cause... she lost her voice, so she has not been able to join us at work lately. But her voice is back. So but she back. loves she loves really. Detective Pikachu, is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, no, oh, really the Detective only Pikachu. known fan of that game. <laughs> <laughs> the only one. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's actually she's also a big Danny DeVito fan. I don't know if you guys knew that, mm. but uh, she loves loves that little fella. He's, he's adorable. Um, this looks neat. Paldea region monsters are coming to Pokemon Go, mm. which I sort of some days think about getting back into. Like when I don't go running every day, I go walking every other day. And I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to capture Pokemon like it was 2016 all over again? So I got back else? into it. You got back into it? Mm. Yeah. Nice. Well, sort of. Sort of. Not, not in the hardcore sense. But I, I, my favorite thing about that game is I travel a lot. So I will just try and find a Pokemon stop for the most interesting destination. I got the Liberty Bell. I got Dodger Stadium. I got the yeah. uh, Yang- I got the, new- the Nintendo store in, in New York. Nice. Um, and then you can put them in a little postcard book. So it's a oh, little travel log, yeah. a little travel diary. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Now I regret because we went to like the Statue of Liberty and like all that mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, that would have been so much. Got to do it all again. I guess, I, yeah, I guess I have to. I'm going to put Pokemon Go on my phone and start playing it again. You know what's crazy was uh, during the heat of Pokemon Go, when I f- was starting to play, uh, when we had a GameStop here, one of the, the women who worked at GameStop was like, oh, I got to let you into our like Facebook group. And there's like a whole like yeah. underground Pokemon Go movement in my little town that I had no idea was going on. <laughs> and it's not, it's just like... Uh, people from all walks of life. Like the first time we went to a raid battle, I was like, we can't be in the right place. These people don't look like Pokemon players. They look like old people. <laughs> but it was. They, they were doing, they were, there's this guy, uh, his name's uh, Grampy Kev. He's this old guy. He smokes a cigar and he drives around in his Toyota. And the one, this one guy about my age was like, that's Grampy Kev. He's a legend. He was the first one to complete his Pokedex. And he's wow. like a 75 year old uh. retired, whatever. And he just drives around town all day smoking a cigar. Smashing Pokemon. <laughs> Wow. So, good for him. Yeah. I, right, I, I've not gotten back into Pokemon Go. I've been busy playing Pokemon Sleep. Mm. Oh, that's that's what you do after you play Pokemon Go. No, mm. no, I just sleep. Mm. Well, when are they going to have Pokemon Eat? Because you got to get hungry. Oh, that's next. During the day. That's oh, next. Man. That's coming up. Snorlax is hungry, too. Yeah. I got a shiny Ekans in that. It made me really happy. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Uh, could you explain Pokemon Sleep to me? Because I don't understand. Do you just literally fall asleep and then you wake the, up and there's Pokemon in your house? Yeah. The very the very short explanation of this is that it is basically a sleep tracking app where okay. you you go to sleep and you t- you like set your app on and let it know you're sleeping and then put it down on your pillow and when you wake up the the length of sleep and the the type of sleep that you have so if you were like like just kind of dozing or if you were having like very deep sleep uh it affects the type and amount of pokemon that show up and then you oh. you attempt either you can have different objectives but you can attempt to collect uh the the pokemon and record their various sleep styles uh there's a bunch of other mechanics and like it is very microtransaction heavy, which I hate. Oh. Uh, but you can play it without spending any money, and I I have been enjoying. I I like the idea of every morning I wake up and there's just a bunch of Pokemon wait, waiting for me. It's really That's nice. Cool. If you think about it, a snooze button on an alarm clock is kind of like a microtransaction. You're like <laughs> oh, I want nine more minutes, clunk, and then you pay for it. 
It's I sleeping I, in. I remember when Nintendo first announced it. I think it was Iwata actually mentioned it. Um, and this is years and years ago. ago when they were really excited about the sort of fitness apps and, mm. uh, you know, like their their scale that they released for the Wii. And they said, we are working on a game that will literally put you to sleep. And so that spawned <laughs> all these negative headlines, um, obviously, and, and memes about it. But uh, years later, they, they came through and made this. Yeah. Yeah. Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name. Actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. That is uh, the Pokemon news. There's a little bit more. There's some DLC coming to Scarlet and Violet next month. The Teal Mask, two new characters. Uh, the new... Oh, Reb, you have something to say about... A little the, apple. A little. There's a little apple involved. A little apple Pokemon. Yeah, oh. we've got... So we've got some new Pokemon coming uh, with the, the Scarlet and Violet DLC. Uh, some of them are good and some of them are bad. Uh, those are my those are my <laughs> opinions. Uh, the good ones are uh, Diplin, uh, who is if you know Applin, the the apple Pokemon. Well, it's really like a worm in an apple, and then the worm evolves into a dragon, and that's cool. So Applin is, is very cool. cool. Uh, it's a new big fan of Richard Scary, so I like uh, Wormy a lot. It's it's a new I believe it's a new evolution of of Applin. Uh, it may be called Diplin, which is like a little an apple dipped in caramel. Yeah, and, and caramel and, apple. We yeah. love him. That is a great freaking design i love that guy uh the one that we don't like is the new and this okay i don't tell me how to pronounce this i never have to say this guy's name out loud out loud raiku uh upsetting design really like over designed i think he's supposed to be a brontosaurus he looks like the guys from horizon zero dawn it's too yeah, much the tall neck, or um, long neck, i already didn't like the suicune design that they did uh it, entei was trending the other day because everyone's terrified of what they're eventually going to do to our boy entei uh basically here's my theory i think mm -hmm. it's fine to do like different forms and redesigns of pokemon but 
if you want to make a good version, you have to take a Pokemon that's either silly and make it even sillier, or you have to take a Pokemon that's ordinary and make it silly. Mm-hmm. So, okay. like, uh, let's take uh, let's take let's take like Claude Sire. Claude Sire, we all love because they took Quagsire, who was already silly, and made him even sillier. So that was great. We all love Claude Sire. Uh, Raikou, Raikou is a cool Pokemon. Everyone thinks Raikou is super cool. And then they tried to make him cooler, and it's not cool. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you can't do that. You gotta you gotta either go silly, like Executor, Alolan Executor is even sillier than original Executor, uh, and that's good. Uh, I'm gonna take your word for it. Yeah, he's tall. They made they yeah, made yeah, yeah. No, they took one... executor and made long. I don't know okay. what the first one was that you were talking about. Wiglet, Wiglet no, is Diglett is a <laughs> very ordinary Pokemon, and then they made him really silly, and now we have a whole segment on NVC dedicated to Wiglet. That's so, right. So uh, their strategy works. I just want to point out that um, the birds designs in Sword and Shield, the the new ones for Zapdos, Articuno, and. Uh, Moltres were actually very good. Okay. I really liked, like, they turned mm-hmm. Zapdos into a sort of a roadrunner. That was, okay. like, really fun to uh, chase after. And <sighs> Suicune became almost a mystical ninja vibe. Oh. It was interesting. Okay. So it was a, it was a fun reimagining of a, a lot of these classic designs. Um, Suicune is one of my all-time faves ever. So I'm disappointed that... Like so many other things, Scarlet and Violet has ruined uh, oh. three of my favorite Pokemon ever. Kat, I wish you hadn't brought up the birds because I actually think you're right. And that's a glaring hole in my theory. So uh, <laughs> thanks for that. I think that there are, I, I miss super uh, the Megas too, because um, Mega Mawile was actually one of my favorites. Mm, it had Megas a very little shop of horrors kind of energy with the three heads. Very strong as yeah. well. A cool evolution, and now you can't access it no. because mega evolutions have been taken out. So many good ideas just left in the dust. I know. How funny. Yeah. Pokemon, yeah, right? Once that that male uh, worker walks in to the CEO, the president of Pokemon companies with uh, this episode, it's going to turn this whole franchise around. I think it's going to start making money. Problems that could be solved by a new might, Pokemon stadium because might, we, you could yeah. have a league that involves yeah. mega evolution. It'll finally be yeah. profitable. Oh, that'd be kind of... Mm. <laughs> yeah. finally, that little finally indie company. Yeah. At long last, Pokemon yes. will find an audience. People outside of <laughs> Japan will know the name Pokemon. Yeah, it's finally. a portmanteau of the yeah. word pocket and monster. Um, I don't have a follow-up for that, but I will say this because I'm segging terribly. Everyone's playing Baldur's Gate 3. Oh my god, we love Baldur's Gate 3. We it's do. so fun. I yes. love to make my character naked um, and <laughs> be shocked by the results. That's what seems to be, that's all I know. And there's a, a sexy bear man who is literally a bear. But uh, you can't play it on Nintendo Switch. And you Yet. probably will never, you probably will never play it on Nintendo Switch. I think it's just too much game. However, we have an RPG expert here with us in New York City which is uh, close to me, actually. We could, I could drive down there in eight hours and, and say hi, but I, I'm not going to. That's too much driving. Kat, would you please give people some, uh, some recommendations for RPGs, CRPGs that they can play on Nintendo Switch? Why, yes, Seth. First of all, Baldur's Gate 3 is awesome, and I'm playing it on my Steam Deck, and it's a very good portable experience. And Larian Studios actually has a pretty strong track record with ports. Surprising uh, ports. So Divinity Original Sin 2, which was yep. their previous yes. game, 
and a, a very impressive RPG, certainly one of the best ever made, which is a big reason that they got this project in the first place. Available on Nintendo Switch, really good. Yes, it actually. is. It's phenomenal. Holds yeah. up. Yeah. Excellently. I played that entire game all the way through as a date night game uh, on PC long distance with my lover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was it was like really phenomenal. And you can play it with up. I, I don't know. I, I don't I actually don't know how that works on Switch, but I know I know the base version you can play with up to four people and it's great. I assume it works on Switch. The multiplayer. Yeah. 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 It's four. Yeah. 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 yeah it's a great way to oh, play. It. And you can share your uh, it's the cloud saves between uh, Steam and your Switch. That's mm-hmm. something I was not aware of. Yeah. That's very cool. And especially if you're looking at all the people talking about Baldur's Gate 3 and going, that seems very overwhelming. Uh, Divinity is like Baldur's Gate Lite. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good description. And they brought in some uh, classic RPG writers and designers. Uh, there was a whole dungeon master, like make your own campaign mode for Divinity Original Sin 2. The co-op is definitely one of the biggest draws and it's really well implemented i've always liked how they balance between people who want to make their own characters versus using pre-rolled characters and such and how how much that changes the overall experience the battle system was really fun uh it puts a lot more emphasis on elemental attacks and using your environment some of that stuff worked its way into Baldur's gate 3 but it was de-emphasized a little bit in my estimation uh, I'm admittedly still in the goblin camp, so I'm not that far. Boy, that goblin camp's really kicking my butt. But uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, if you are a Nintendo Switch owner and you haven't, and you're just thirsting to be part of the Baldur's Gate 3 discourse, maybe try that one. Another one is Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 are on the Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch. Ooh. A surprising number of CRPGs did come out on it. And actually, Baldur's Gate 2, uh, it holds up pretty well. Uh, out of them on the switch uh not too many like frame dra- rate drops or anything they redid the controls so that they fit really well on the switch with the, the analog controls and the radial menus and Baldur's gate 2 in particular uh, holds up really well i think mostly because of the, the writing it was early bioware so this was the this was the game that made bioware bioware mm-hmm. now it is quite old as if you're watching the actual YouTube video, uh, you can see. It was 1998's RPG of the Year. Yeah, but if you're willing to vibe with it, Planescape, Planescape Torment and Baldur's Gate 2 are two of the finest and best written CRPGs ever. One game that I would maybe avoid is Wasteland 2, <laughs> which was uh, the director's cut, because that one does actually have a lot of technical hitches and doesn't fit that well. A Nintendo Switch. I actually remember long ago uh, interviewing uh, the In Exile folks about whether or not Torment Tides of Numenera would be coming out on the Nintendo Switch. And this was like 2017. And they kind of laughed in my face and said, oh, this is a different audience. Different audience. They don't, they don't want a hardcore RPG like Torment Tides of Numenera for the PC. Um, and uh, it's proven us wrong because a number of them have been released in the years since uh, lots of go. great options um and honestly as an rpg platform switch is amazing you can yeah. even play witcher oh, 3 yeah. on it and it's not not a terrible port not not the best port but they right. did the best they did the best they could yep. uh to get it also on there. has cloud saves yes yes uh 
Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous, I believe, uh, that was another uh, RPG somewhat similar to Baldur's Gate 3, which I believe is available through cloud. Mm. I maybe would not play it that way. But if you, <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> you want to play it that way, you, you can. And then, of course, there are lots of really good Japanese-developed RPGs um, uh, uh, that have come out just this year. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 came out last year, and um, of course, Fire Emblem Engage came out this year. Uh, a little bit different from Baldur's Gate 3, I have mm-hmm. to say. But Octopath 2! That is a nuts. Octopath Traveler 2, you mm-hmm. may have heard Seth's favorite game of the year. Yeah. It was a good game. <laughs> I gave and it then, a 7. And then Zelda came out. <laughs> and then Zelda came out. That's the greatest game of, of all time. But the, the Switch is not an obvious candidate to play these games because they tend to have a lot of things crammed onto screen at once yeah. and a lot of small text. Mm. And they're sort of an immersive experience. So I don't know if they're the kind of thing that you necessarily want to play portably, but if you only own a Switch, then this is a great way to get into the CRPG scene. If yeah. I had to choose one, Divinity Original Sin 2 is the one. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And uh, I think Disco Elysium, right? That's also on Nintendo Switch? That is on the Nintendo yeah. Switch. Thanks for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't recall how good the actual port of this one is. Oh, Rebnos. Uh I played it on Switch. Uh, when I played it on Switch, the port was terrible. Hmm. Uh, however, bad load times, right? Uh, bad load times. Uh, there's a lot of snow in the game that just makes everything go uh, belly up. Uh, it's just, just, just bad. However, I have heard there has since been an update that has improved the performance. Okay. So while okay. I cannot speak to it firsthand because I'd already beaten the game by that time, uh, it sounds like it's better than it was. And honestly, I did play through the entire game on Switch. And so even though there were times where it was uglier than it really should have been, uh, I still had a really freaking good time. I, 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 awesome. Disco Elysium, I think, is one of the best games of all time. It's really phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. Top it's, 10 uh, RPG yes. of all time. Yes, easily. It's so well written. <clears throat> excuse me. Divinity and Disco Elysium both, uh, we scored 10 in our reviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Check I think, them out yeah. on GN.com. I think Disco Elysium jives very well with the Baldur's Gate conversation. Um, I Somebody tweeted this morning that I thought was very funny is that the popularity of Disco Elysium and Baldur's Gate are sort of highlighting how much people just want to play as total screw-ups, just people who make terrible <laughs> decisions all the time and and fail constantly. Uh, and that is, that is extremely true of Disco Elysium, but it's great. Well, it's so different from our real life world right yeah uh, uh, real but, world lives rather exactly i know yeah. i never make mistakes i've never gotten anything no. wrong in my life no. we, we, we no. want to see what it's like to screw up exactly That's why we nothing could possibly games. go wrong exactly yeah. hey kuno awesome. uh what's what's cool about disco elysium and makes it very different from Baldur's gate 3 but it's it doesn't really have a battle system so you do a lot of roles you, you do actually roll dice sort of like in Baldur's Gate 3, but it doesn't have a tactic system in the same respect. All of the battles are sort of during dialogue. Mm. And yeah. it is actually pretty intense uh, because you have to get your... There, there's an early encounter with a union boss where they're just be like, sit down. And sitting down can end your game <laughs> in this one. So, That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It's really so just the act of sitting down feels like an extreme test of wills and you're sweating as you're choosing your uh, individual dialogue options. It's 
such a clever take on the RPG genre. I really like it. it. Awesome. Nice. And I, I definitely agree with you that the Switch is, is, a, is an RPG powerhouse. It's probably mm. one of the best RPG machines since I didn't even know. Nintendo DS, maybe? The original DS? Ah, whatever. If you like RPGs, it's good times for you because they're all there. You can play all of them. All. So awesome. Thank you, Kat. Everyone go check that out. Uh, if you can't play Baldur's Gate 3 because you only have a Nintendo Switch, which is likely because you're listening to the Rootinest Tootinest Nintendo podcast, <laughs> the side of the Mississippi. So um, we are getting short on time. So uh, I am going to skip the shout out of the week this week. I'm sorry, but we'll shout out something else next week. I wanted to get to our question block questions because we have some questions from our listeners, you can go to the Facebook group and ask your own questions, or you can send it to NVC at IGN.com and make sure you put question block and only question block in the subject line. That's how I filter it into my question block email inbox. Otherwise, I don't see it because I get a lot of email. I get so much email. I never knew this was going to happen. Okay. Uh, uh, Angelo Ray, top contributor on the Facebook group, asks, if Nintendo added GameCube titles to NSO, what's the one game you'd love to see in the lineup eternal darkness okay dokie eternal Darkness. i've never played it brian altano was supposed to lend me his copy so that i could and then he couldn't find it what i want to play his it. deal i don't know what his deal that is that guy that guy uh oh but i really want to play eternal darkness it seems really dope okay. good one i yeah. i pick rogue leader or wind waker i mean we obviously got a yeah. version of wind waker later but wind waker would be the top pick but if not rogue leader yeah. Star Wars. i would have picked baton kaitos but that's coming later this that's year right. baton kaitos yeah let's do it so i don't need to worry about number one fan. Uh, heck yeah number one the only one so <laughs> not Kat, the only one the fan base i know you're not i know <laughs> what's your one nso game from gamecube oh um can I pick two? Yes, of one course. is uh, Rogue Leader, uh, which is my favorite GameCube game and just astonishing. Uh, another one that I'll throw in there is Star Fox Assault, which mm. I think is kind of Ooh. underappreciated and would be a lot of fun to play on Switch. Interesting. And come on, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Are you kidding yeah. me? That one's obvious, uh, I feel like. Yeah. Like, like yeah. they're yeah. going to put Melee. Well, yeah, but it's not like asking, like, what's... Yeah. It's not like they're re-releasing it, so just do a Smash Brothers 64 and release it on Switch. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Wow. I'll just also throw out Soul Calibur 2 with Link. Ooh. Pretty fun. Oh, I totally one. forgot about that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah if you want to go third too. party. Oh, I want... Can I change mine? I want Skies of Arcadia Legends. You can say as many as you want. There's no rules here. Yeah. Skies of Arcadia Legends. <laughs> That's a good one, too. So much. I miss that game. Yeah. I think uh, mine uh, is just Wind Waker. I because we're never going to get it anyway. We will to be able to play again. It's no, in the warehouse somewhere. Every game is going to come back. Yeah, they'll games all never come back. Die, Seth. As I true. as I often say, if Gex comes back, everything is going <laughs> to come back, and Gex is Gex coming, is coming back. back. Yeah. That's like Bubsy already news. came back. Yeah. And Bubsy should have never come back. You wanted Wait, to murder Bubsy? Bubsy came back. Some years ago. Yep. They rebooted Bubsy. You didn't One notice the... because it was bad like every Bubsy game. <laughs> and Earthworm Jim. Oh, wow. There's uh yeah. That was a weird time. Every every uh, company had a had a mascot. Yeah, but mascot. Arrow the Acrobat was actually a good game and that didn't come really? back. Really? So every well, game comes back pair. Every game now that Gex is back. Every game, every game comes is back. back. Now that Gex is back, I mean, because everybody was 
Just asking, Except sending letters. Congratulations for Earthbound. I was gonna say congratulations, <laughs> F Zero fans. Pear says your games are coming. Oh, back. F Zero is gonna come back, of course. Brock, Barack Obama's heart is broken, knowing that <laughs> oh, he'll yeah. never be able to play oh, any F Zero. Barack Obama oh, mains punch. Captain Falcon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's okay. We don't have to Captain, talk about uh, that. Punch. Yep. Uh, punch. <laughs> All right. This next question is, and this will be our last question. I'm sorry. Eric Dement asks, what was the first game you beat or rolled credits on that made you upset or Ooh. angry because of how the game ended? The first I'm one. Interested oh, wow. to know. Because I specifically remember. You remember like, one? Exact, I, I, but I want to hear what everybody else is. No one's going to say the game. Though, okay, so. I can tell you one. Mm. Okay. Pit, Pitfall 2 on the Commodore 64, you finish it, and all that happens is the Activision logo in the lower corner just flips over. That's, and then, that's a very good one. And I'll tell you why I was so upset, because I had played the Atari home computer version, which is also called uh, the Adventurous Edition, which, mm -hmm. when you finish it, has an entirely hidden new world. I'm going to write about this oh, in cool. my Forgotten Gems column sometime. Please do. Um, yeah, so that was really disappointing to just get Activision logo flip. Oh my God, Red, you're so far. Let's do there it, it is. Yeah. Reb, real quick, That's what game has, has uh, rolled credits on or ended that made you mad? Um, this is a hard one. I don't, I, 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 I can come back if you want. Uh, no, I'll, I don't know if this is the first one, but, uh, this is, this is an answer. I'm going to spoil. No one, no one knows, but you, I'm you going to lie. spoil the ending of Nintendo DS's contact for everybody. I'm so, so, so if you want to play contact, don't listen the to the Jodie me. Foster okay. movie. Man, yes. They made that into uh, a, was her dad. So contact is like an earthbound <laughs> like, uh, but disappointing to many people in very ways, very many ways. It was developed by grasshopper. I actually really like it in retrospect. But at the time, I was really mad about it because the very end of that game, uh, suddenly, so so the whole idea is that the player is a separate character, and there's like a, a professor in the top screen who is constantly talking to the player, but the player is controlling this little kid named Terry, uh, and Terry like you find out at the end of the game that you were always a separate character. Oh, Red, you're so good at this. Oh, look at that. You're a separate character from Terry. And at the end, uh, Terry finally breaks out of your control and gets angry with you for how you controlled him the whole game and how you played. And he starts punching and kicking the DS screen. And you basically oh. have to use your touch controls to like knock him over so he stops punching and kicking you and destroying your DS screen uh, so you can finish the game. And at the time, I thought that That's was- awesome. At the time, yeah, I was cool. pissed off. I hated it's like that Shadow of the Colossus, like surprise. I hated so <laughs> much that that my reward for finishing this game is that the main character is furious at me as a person. But in but in retrospect, now I'm like uh, that was genius, and I so freaking cool. yeah. love it. Uh, well, I like yeah. that one. That's, that's amazing. Cool, yeah, it's really good. It, it's really good. Cat, we have thirty seconds. I was so mad when I caught them all in Pokemon Red and Blue. Oh! That's I, so on brand. I love that. I, I joked with my friends. I was like, yeah, I'll catch them. And they'll just give me a little certificate saying, good job, you. They won't give me any rewards or anything. And that's exactly what I got. I was like, mm -hmm. how Damn. dare you? Wow. Well, just a pat on the Let back. Down. I will say, uh, if you beat Karnov for the NES, when you defeat the final boss, it says the end. And yep. that is the end of the show. That's all the time we have. That. This is uh, before. Oh, I'm sorry. But before we go, I have a few favors to ask. If you're watching us on YouTube, leave us a like and a nice comment. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, please leave us a review. It helps us spread the good NBC word. And we will be forever in your debt. Uh, remember, NBC is the only podcast where you can get the, get thing. the thing. Get the thing. Talmur. Shishin Murahi. Talmur is my home. 
My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming, and death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.